love you, Jesus. I worship you. I praise you. I thank you. We love you, Lord God, and we give this service to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Look at somebody and say amen, and then take your seat. Awesome. Well, I am so excited. I welcome our online ministry, our online campus, and I want you to know that today I have a very special treat for all of us. Pastor Wayne Clifton and Julie have been lifelong ministry friends for over 20 years, maybe close to 25 years. I have seen Pastor Wayne's integrity, his love for souls, his love for you in a period in his life and Julie's life when they could be back in Louisiana just chilling out, doing nothing. They're here serving with us. And so this morning, I know, Pastor, Rick, Pastor Wayne told me not too long ago that the Lord had already begun to burn this message in his heart, and he had like 20 pages. So I said, you can't really preach 20 pages. So he has narrowed it down, but I know it's a word from the Lord for us. And I want you to open your heart. I want you to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. And I also want you to see that we honor Every generation who ministers for the Lord. You see us when we honor the children, right? You see us when we honor the teens and the young adults. And today I want us to also honor those who are wise and mature among us. Before I ask Pastor Wayne to come up, though, you uh, give him a really amazing ICF Rome welcome. <laughs> Pastor Wayne, come. Woo! Morning. Uh, thank you very, very much for that warm welcome. You know, I was thinking, I love praise and worship because it sets the atmosphere. And he's here. And I've been having this message, intimacy. And the Lord, see that hand reaching down? And that's you reaching up. Time to reach up to him. It really is time. He loves you so much. What's going on in the world, if you'll get intimate with him, oh, my God, you won't believe what he's going to do. So let's stay close. Ready to be intimate? Ready for 2021? Ready for 2022? Ready for 2022? Ready till he comes. Get ready. He's coming. Be intimate with him. Let's stay close. Let's stay in touch on a daily basis, not just ever now and then. Because I'm no longer going to greet anybody and say, I'll see you soon. Oh, no. We're going to stay in touch. Don't text me. Call me. Talk to me. I want to know you. Amen? So what is intimacy? Well, it's close familiarity. You know, I go into a lot of homes. I've been into a lot of homes. they got these big family Bibles, you know, with dust on them. It's time to blow the dust off. It's time to open up the book. If you don't open up the book, you're in trouble. You've got to get intimate with him. Being intimacy, getting close to somebody... He's your friend. It's a friendship. It's a buddy-buddy system. You know, you can tell him anything you want, and he won't tell nobody else. He'll keep it to himself, and he'll give you a word for you. Oh, man. Amen? Amen. It's a closeness. Jesus, he, he loves fellowship. He loves when you talk. He loves when you speak. He said, some of you have been kind of dry. See, I'm ready to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. I know you, I love you, I created you, I put you together. Let's get close. Let's stay close. 
In Joshua 1.8, this is God talking to Joshua now. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate upon it day and night. You heard that song, day and night? Keep him in your mind. Keep him in your thoughts. Keep him in your praise. Keep him in your thankfulness. Keep him in your heart each and every day. And he says, so that you may be careful to do everything written. Then, then you will prosper and be successful. Even in the tithe and all that, you're successful. Hey, one woman put one little penny. God, she's given all I have. And she got in the book. Mm, her love for Jesus, her obedience to Jesus. Mm, you can't, it don't get no better than that, Sha, I'll tell you. In Proverbs 35, every word is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. That's one of my memory verses. So with all that being said, number one, you got to have faith in the law, faith in his commandments, faith in the Torah. That's what it is. It's teaching you. It's a teaching. It's teaching you how to live. What to do and what not to do. It's bringing forth sin. Before the law, there was no sin. Everybody was doing all what they wanted to do, and they got it really bad. Lord, so I got to come down here. I got to get hold of Moses. I got to bring him to my mountain. I got to talk to the boy. Something's going on. I don't like what's going on. So he gave the Ten Commandments. Those commandments is a teaching, and those that live by that will prosper. Those that do not live by that, mm, it's not going to be good. It really is not going to be good. So, faith in the law. I'm going to read, hopefully I'll get there, Proverbs uh, 1 through 6. Proverbs 3 and 2. Chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. My son, do not forget my teaching, but my commandments in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. In Psalms 119.11, it says... And this is King David, and this is one of my memory verses, too. I've got almost 50 of them now. <laughs> See, when you memorize his word, you're, really, you're strengthening your spirit, man. Right. You're strengthening your heart, your soul, your strength, your body, your temple. I'm getting my temple right. I was too big and ugly and fat. <laughs> I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. I go, my God, what is that? <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. I have hidden your word in my heart. That I might not sin against you. Mmm, that sounds good. I have hidden your word in my heart. That I might not sin against you. It works, folks. <clears throat> and you know, <clears throat> when you hide it in your heart, it can't be taken from you. Amen. When you hide it in your heart, it can't be stolen from you. You got it. You can stand. And I think of King David when Goliath was screaming and hollering and cursing God. And the whole nation was just standing there doing nothing, just listening to him. And here comes a man of God with all the word in his heart. You know, the Psalms and love of that man. He said, Who is this infidel cursing my God? That's what God's looking for. It's time to take a stand. It's time to get intimate. So like raising your hands like that. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Let's do it. Tell him why. Tell him why. You know when God gave, gave God intimate with you? 
before you even were saved, he was getting intimate with you. The Holy Spirit says, I'll draw all men into Jesus. All men, not just some, all. Can you imagine that? Oh, my goodness. In your heart. In Proverbs 3, verse 1, the word command means to speak. It's time to speak. Give him your testimony. Tell about your testimony. Tell you about your healing. Tell about the miracles, you know. Just talk, talk, talk. Just get the word. Be, don't be shy anymore. Be in, intimate. Let's get on with the getting on. The word command means to speak, to lift up the voice. And in Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be light. God said, let there be light. When God speaks, things happen. When God speaks, things move. When God speaks, mm, mm, where was darkness and the light has to flee. Every word of God's mouth is a command or a divine path that you take. I'm going to read that again because he gave it to me. Every word of God, of God's mouth is a command or a divine path for you to take. In Psalms 119, 165, great peace have those who love your law and nothing can take, make them stumble. Oh, I like that. Great peace. Have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. Mm -mm -mm -mm. The next one is faith in God's favor. I've been walking in favor of me and my wife for quite a few years now. Everybody's talking about it, and they want to know why. So I tell them why. I obey God. When I mess up, I say, God, I messed up. I did it. Please forgive me. Let's go. And he says, get up. Let's go. Get on with it. Don't beat yourself to death. Bring it to him. Right. He wants your cares. He wants your burdens. He wants your sickness. You know, he wants your fear. Everything. Bring it to him. And you will get God's favor. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. No matter what they do to you, just keep on loving them. Keep on being faithful to them, you know. Just stay faithful. Julie and I, when we got saved, my God, her whole family, they didn't want to talk to us. They thought we done lost our mind. Now, after all these years, we're going to be married 42 years in December. 42 years. That's all for the faithfulness and the love of God, and we trusted God. And we had some tough stuff, you know, like everybody else. That's life. But that's why he gave us a comforter, a Holy Spirit, a helper, a help me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let love and faithfulness never leave you behind. Bind them around your neck. A lot of people are wearing crosses. Well, you know. Uh, write them on the tablet of your heart. Mm -hmm. That's memorizing God's word. Memorizing God's word. And then you will have favor and a good name with God and with man. Just, that's what's important. And the New King James Version says, Let not mercy and truth forsake you. The word mercy means compassion or forgiveness. Shown to someone in whom is, is in your power for you to harm, for you to punish, or for you to forgive. And I think of Joseph. 
Joseph had every reason to punish, to harm his brothers, and to just cast them out of his life. But no, he always stayed close to the word of God. He always trusted in God. Every time, every situation he got himself into, God was faithful to get him out of it, and God was faithful to favor him. Yeah. He favored him in Potiphar's house. He favored him in that prison, and he favored him with Pharaoh, me number one, and Joseph's number two. See what God's favor do? When you get into God's favor, when you trust in God's favor, mm, who knows how far you'll go? How far do you want to go? How intimate do you want to get with him? Come on, folks. We got to stay close. We got to stay close. In Proverbs 3 and 4, the word favor really caught my attention. In Hebrews, it means grace, kindness, delighting, forgiveness, pleasure, goodwill, peace, prosperity, completeness. Now, the theologians say, well, it's God's unmerited favor. Well, big deal. What does all that mean when you're showing love and grace, you know, and you're a delightful person, and you're a delightful person. You put a smile on your face, and you greet him with a smile. You're happy to see him. You're happy to talk to him. You're happy to shake hands. You're happy to hug him. You're happy to kiss him. Everything like that. That's mercy, you know, that's favor. Well, I'm looking at that clock, that big old clock there. I think I'm going to be okay. I hate to rush it, but, you know, that's just the way it is in COVID. But let me tell you about COVID. Because I've been praying, and many have been praying. I mean, uh, God's hearing our prayers. Don't think for one minute God doesn't hear your prayer. But let me try and lie to you. Look, it's been a long time now, and you ain't heard nothing. It's been a long time, you, nothing's happened. You know, uh-uh. He knows, and in his time, get ready. My wife had leukemia. Man, when I, she told me that, I got on the phone, called Pastor Rick. I was crying like a baby. When I finally quit crying, when I finally got still, this is what he, he got intimate with me. Yes. And he said, I'm going to heal Julie. Yes. Three words, I'm going to heal Julie. Well, that was quite a few years ago. He didn't tell me when. I didn't ask him when. That was enough. I went run out of the house, run down my street, waving my hand, praising the Lord. I was just so happy because God told me, I'm going to heal Julie. There's some heavy hearts in here. But it's going to get us through. It's going to pull us through. And it's going to be better than we ever thought. It's going to be better than we ever dreamed. It's going to be better than we ever thought we'd see. We thought it would be forever. The enemy has lied so long. There's so much darkness in the world now. But let me tell you, the glory is not coming. The glory is The light is coming. God says, let there be light. Mm, 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 mm. Let me be, let there be light. The third one is faith in the knowledge of God. You got to know who he is. Well, all them songs we sang this morning gives you a little taste of who he is. You know, he said, he's everything. I mean, 
He's into all things. He created all things. He, you have to know that. You have to read about that. You have to teach about that. You have to get that in your mind. You have to read it over and over and over. You have to stay in his word every day. Don't get so busy that you forget to open up your Bible and read. He wants to talk to you, and that's the number one way he talks to you is through his word. So in uh, <clears throat> faith and the knowledge of God, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And that's a very familiar verse. Most people know it. Most Christians know it. That's the way it is. Well, let's break it down. In Romans 3, 5, the two words that stand out is trust and understanding. Because if you don't trust him, you'll do none of this stuff. You won't pray. You won't go to church. <laughs> you surely ain't going to tithe. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Benny got it right. When you start tithing, let me tell you, money comes. I don't ask for it. Money comes. God provided the money for us to come over here. I'm, I'm talking thousands of dollars now. I'm not talking about a little old chump change. God's an awesome God, you know. And I didn't ask for it. And it all started when I prayed for this one lady who was down and out. And somebody told her she was old and ugly and just like that. I said, who told you that? So I prayed over her, bind the devil over her, and she's been happy ever since. Amen. Amen. You're right. Shoot. And now that's how I, because I used to spray her house. For bugs and spiders and lizards and ants, you know. Got to know her. She's from Vietnam. Yeah. So trust means to take refuge in. In Psalms 91. If you're not reading Psalms 91, I, I wholeheartedly encourage you to read Psalms 91. Mmm, it's so good. But you know, that's what David, they had the cloth separating the holy from the most holy. And David would get up there and he'd nudge up real close to that curtain, you know. And he'd start talking to God. He said, hmm, you know what, Lord? I got, a, I got some stuff I got to tell you. And I got to stay close to you. And he says, hmm, I will cover you with my feathers. <laughs> he's he's going to cover you. He's going to cover you with grace. With love, with mercy, with long-suffering, he's going to cover you. And under his wings, you're going to take refuge. Take refuge. Stay close to him. Stay close to him. And And his faithfulness and his, his faithfulness and his shield will be your rampart. His faithfulness and his shield will be your covering. His faithfulness and his shield will let you know no deadly thing shall harm you. None. I don't care what it is. Nothing can harm you as long as you're faithful with him. Praise God. So the question is, 
you know, all of that stuff. Who are you going to trust? When something happens, who's the first person you're going to call? Mm, getting kind of quiet. Who's the first person you're going to call when something happens? Secondly, who do you commit to? Who you want in your life? What kind of friends you want around you? Who's your confidant? Who do you talk to? Who do you need advice? Who's your counselor? Who's your friend that sticks closer than a brother? Who? Who is it? Who do you have confidence in? Who do you commit to? Who do you go to first? Well, it's fine to have counsel with Pastor Jen, but you know, who do you go to first? Do you go to God first? Once you go to him, he'll give you direction. He's going to direct your path. He's going to give you the right direction. You know, I didn't go down, we go to a church back home. I didn't go down there. I'm going to pray for my wife. You know, she's got leukemia and all that. No, I went to him. I didn't need a word from, the, from going for prayer in the front. No, no, no. I needed a word. And I got my word. I got it from him. I went to him first. So who do you lean on? We're talking about the knowledge of God. Who do you lean on? Who's got all knowledge, all power, all wisdom, all understanding? So understanding. What does understanding mean? It's your ability to understand wisdom. You ever been to a problem, you just can't figure it out, and all of a sudden, pow! You know the answer. You look at, there it is. Perfect example. Get it close and personal where we live. Driving the van, the church van. I know how to drive a standard. I've drove big trucks and everything. I know how a standard. But it's been a long, long time. And I got in that doggone van, and I couldn't put it in reverse. And I know it reversed, but I couldn't do it. I'm like, what the heck? What's going on? Man, I, gee whiz, I know how to drive. I look like a fool fooling with this. Julie jumps in the van, going to show me how to do it. I go, oh, I say to myself, this woman's out of her mind. You don't know what she's going to do in there. So I'm standing looking about me. I see a knob on the shifter, a little knob. It hit me. I knew exactly what it was. All I had to do was pull it up and go right into the reverse. Understanding. Wisdom. He'll drop it in your spirit. Do you know in uh, Proverbs chapter 8, it talks all about wisdom. And she's a lady. I call her God's lady. And she was with him in the very beginning when he was started creating everything. Wisdom. It gives you intelligence that you didn't normally have mm. <laughs> to act wisely. Sometimes you need to speak up. Sometimes you need to shut up. <laughs> How many can agree to that? I'm learning to shut up. Oh, I tell people all the time, you know, I says, you know, if you keep your mouth closed and your ears open, you'll, you'll learn more than you ever thought you'd learn. Understanding is to make known. You have the great one living in you. You have the almighty one living in you. Speak to them. Let them know your power source. Let them know why you have such joy. 
Let them know why you go to church all the time. Let them know why you praise the Lord. Why, let them know why you want to pray for them all the time. Make them known to consider. And Proverbs 3, 6. In all our ways, we should acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I'll never forget when I got saved, boy, look, they were lying about me, making fun of me, making stories about me. And I, you know what I said? I said, hey, was trying, getting ready to go offshore, you know, and uh, this guy, he don't know squat. He says, he comes back and tells the boss, Wayne was down there at the heliport. He stood up on a 55-gallon drum, and he was preaching, preaching to these people down there. I you know what I told him? I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I don't know nothing about that, but I said, I was down there, and I was on that 55-gallon drum. I would have did it. I would have spoke up for the Lord. I would have talked about the Lord. I wouldn't really would, but they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to hear it. So those that put themselves under judgment shall always have same outcome. If you always do what you've always done, you'll get the same results as you've always done. The same old, the same old. But we love a God. We serve a God. Hey, he's not in a box. And if you read your word, he does amazing things. I can tell you about Abraham. I can tell you about Moses. I can tell you about Daniel. I can tell you about the three Hebrews. They weren't scared of that fire. Oh, no, Chef, because they had him in here. So it goes on and on and on like that. Ways means a road or a course or a mode of action. Let God be your guide as you navigate through your life, and he will direct your path all the time. You're not here by chance. You're not here by accident. You've heard that time and time again. Who led you to the website? What friend talked to you about ICF Rome, you know? Someone was speaking, someone was talking, someone was searching. Mm. And in conclusion, <clears throat> our days and all of our ways, we maintain direct, intimate contact with God. He promises to direct our paths and be faithful and, and have a blessed day. So, <clears throat> acknowledge means translated no. Acknowledge means no. No is the highest level in direct, intimate contact, such as intimacy with God in prayer. And I'm going to give you one last little, little verse. This is Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unspeakable things you do not know. Isn't that awesome? I, I, that just blows my mind. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things. Well, are you ready? You ready, ready, ready? 21, 22, 23, 24, and all in, and into the future. We're going to be ready because the glory is coming. The king is coming. He's got his angelic army all over the earth right now. And he's fixing to expose. He's going to bring all that darkness into the light. And he's going to expose all that stuff. And we're going to have freedom. Amen.
even though we have to conclude our service so we can have another service so more people can hear about being intimate with Jesus. You're going to go have lunch, and you're going to go do some things this afternoon, but will you do me a favor? Will you take five, ten minutes when you get in your place? Will you just say, God, I want to be intimate with you. I want to love you like Pastor Wayne loves you. I want to love you like I'm supposed to love you. I want to love him like he loves me. Unconditionally, full of grace, full of mercy. Right now, you're in this room. You, I'm going to ask you to make a personal decision, but I want you to walk it out publicly. Amen? We make personal decisions in our life, but it's not a secret when I decide to get close to Jesus. It's not a secret when I decide to say, you know what? Five years ago, six, no, I'm sorry, about eight years ago, I was really struggling. As a pastor? Yes, as a pastor. And I remember getting intimate with God and saying, forgive me. Why in the world would I ever doubt that you're going to come through in this situation? And I got intimate with him. The enemy will take your cold, blank stare and use it to build a wall where you can't touch Jesus. God uses our tears and our brokenness and our honesty to break down that wall. So right now you're in this room and you would say, Pastor Jen, I've been cold and blank and I need more of Jesus. Raise your hand all over this room. I need more of Jesus. I need more of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're in this room right now and you would say, Pastor Jen, I love Jesus. I love being intimate with him, but I want more of him to flow from my life. That ought to be all of us. Would you lift your hand? I want more of Jesus to flow from my life. So, Father, right now, I pray that you would lift our countenance inside of our spirit. I pray that we would let the light of God's love push away any dark thoughts, push away any dark mentality, push away any fears or insecurity, and let the courage of Daniel and the boldness of David and the compassion of Moses for his people, God. Let those things rise up in your children. Let us be a light in this dark world. Let your light so shine before men that they will see God and give him glory. So, Lord, we thank you for the word. Draw us close. Draw us close. We need you, Jesus. We thank you. I bless your children in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Let's thank God for that powerful word this morning. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Wayne and I will be up here to pray with anyone who needs it for just a few minutes. But will you also just make Pastor Wayne know, man, that was a strong word and it touched my heart. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, worship team. I will see you Wednesday online, people. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God's word amazing? I'm quite sure that there's something that you heard today that pierced your heart or your mind and you said, I need to make a decision. So I invite you even now to pray with me that the Lord would come into every aspect of your heart, every chamber, every hidden corner. Will you pray it with me today? Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, to come into my life. Take every corner of my heart. I give it all to you. Forgive me of all the things that separate me from you. Help me to walk 
towards the path of righteousness with God. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for Jesus. With God's help, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, I want you to send me an email. We have prayer teams. We have people that participate in welcoming newcomers to the family of God. So will you send me an email and let me know, Pastor Jen, I prayed that prayer today. I also want you to know that if you have a need, whatever it might be, we're praying that the miracles of God would overflow in your life. And in the process of the miracle, whatever that looks like, every day you will say, Lord, I trust you. I'm ready to be in the process of my miracle. And I know that you're with me, Lord. I also want to say thank you for being a part of ICF Rome Online. Thank you for your generous donations and giving. You're giving to the Lord's work. You're giving to the ministries that are like today, touching you when you can't be with us physically. But more importantly, I want you to know that every day our prayers are with you. We are thankful that we are part of this really great international family of God at ICF Rome. And I pray that you have an amazing, blessed week.